0: Call podcast, very special episode, new episode, and boy, the stakes could not be higher. Sorry if there's an echo, I'm recording in a new space, Um, and I'm I'm also videotaping this so it can be watched on YouTube, thanks to Weston Downing, host of the Long Run podcast, who gave me a camera to record tonight's episode, because again, it's a very special episode. Um, Today is November 10th, 2020. It is technically a week since we voted. Election day was a week ago today. And I'm trying to keep this one to be very, very short. Sorry about this. Meant to set a timer. Okay, let's see if I can do this in about 20 minutes. First of all, I wanna thank everybody for the feedback. Got a lot of great feedback. Um, The goal of this episode is kinda to talk about uh, the different candidates for the 2020 presidential election and why people voted uh, the way they did. While I'm thinking about it, um, a lot of people responded. I put it on Facebook, I put it on Twitter, I put it on my Instagram, I put it on the Cattle Call Podcast Instagram, and I think that's it. But I got texts, I got um, messages, and you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, people responded, people shared, and uh, I do, I do wanna thank everybody, I really do. I got a lot of great feedback and I will say, with the exception of one person, everybody was very mature. They were very um, articulate, uh, describing why they voted for the person that they voted for, if they voted at all. And that kind of just goes to show, which also the one person who wasn't being real mature about it, um, didn't didn't want to have a discussion. Of course it wasn't a debate, I was just hearing feedback, but they're the type of person that doesn't want to have a discussion ever. Um, And a lot of people that know this person know that. So it's not like everyone was doing that and they were, I mean, it's just, that's just the the theme. So I think that kind of, you know, can show maybe looking through a keyhole at the rest of the nation. That's really kind of how we are. We may have different views, but really there's very, very, very few people that are actually very extreme and very divided and very loud the people that you see on the news, whether they're, you know, protests or riots or pick a topic where we look real divided and look real violent and the nation's falling apart. Um, that really is such a small, small, small margin of the population. I think my little 24 hour survey of people's votes kind of proved that because again, only one person wasn't, uh, being real mature about it. But again, still, still thankful that, you know, everyone reached out in the first place. Okay, I want to open with a quick quote, love a good quote. This one is Booker T. Washington, who honestly, I don't know a whole lot about and would really, really like to know more. Um, he said, a lie doesn't become truth. Wrong doesn't become right. And evil doesn't become good just because it's accepted by a majority. That's a pretty powerful quote. Um, from what I know about Booker T. Washington, he was the man. Um, I think it was a, called the Tuskegee Institute. If I remember right, it's in Tuskegee, Alabama. It's still a, a standing college today. And, um, he, yeah, he, again, he just, he was a, a, a very strong and very successful, um, activist and I mean, pioneer honestly for uh, black Americans and just, uh, I mean, just a good old traditional conservative Christian man just paved the way. Um, I watched a really good ocu- a documentary, if you ever get the chance, called Uncle Tom, and it's it's just kind of about black Americans nowadays and what happens when they become conservative, and it was put on by a bunch of, I think Larry Elder might be the main one behind it, but other black conservatives spoke, and it was interesting because there's a lot of stuff that I just didn't know, number one, just don't experience because I'm not black, but also um, a lot of history we were never taught in school, so just a quick shout out to uh Uncle Tom, also a quick shout out to Gathered Candle Company. If you're watching the video, you can see I got a candle burning on the uh, on the table here with me, and it smells like blueberry pancakes. So very, very good. Gathered Candle Company, find them on Instagram, possibly Facebook, and Co at gmail.com, I believe. You can look at the Instagram. I'll tag them in the stuff. All right, let's get into this thing. Let's look where we're at now. So November tenth is two thousand twenty. They're still counting votes. Um a lot of different media um networks have called Joe Biden the new president, the president elect. That is technically not official. Um of course delegates don't have to go vote, you know, at the electoral college till December fourteenth. So that's when it does become official but we're also in the middle of a bunch of Supreme court hearings or federal court hearings. I don't think it's technically gone to the Supreme court yet. I know they turned into uh, evidence yesterday, but the Trump campaign has brought um, a lot of the voter fraud claims. They brought a lot of information to the Supreme court. So that's what we're going to be looking through now, not on the podcast, just wheezy country. Um, so we're not, we haven't technically found a new president, which is kind of good because I thought it was too late to um, put this out. And I really wanted to ask people and I saw, you know what? We still have time. You know, we we don't have a president yet. And um, I'll talk about it later, but you know, Democrats are calling for unity because the last four years, technically five, including the primaries with Donald Trump, uh, we haven't had unity. So Joe Biden's supposed to be the um, example of what a president should do for a country. So a lot of the left is calling for unity, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's the whole point of this podcast is for unity. Even if I'm a conservative, I think I, I can acknowledge that, hey, they're right, we do need to, to, to be unified. So the kind of the goal of this quick podcast is to talk about why people voted for who they did. Our uh, main three people that I'll talk about are Joe Jorgensen, who was the Libertarian nominee, um, Joe Biden, the Democrat nominee, and then Trump, the Donald Trump, the Republican nominee, who's also the incumbent president. Okay, so quick overview. Um, Joe Jorgensen, she worked at IBM for years, uh, which IBM was a huge computer company back in like the the 80s, 90s. Um, But most recently, she's a professor at Clemson University. She has never held public office before. She ran, I think in 96 for House of Representatives. And then um, this year in 2020, never never held public office. Um, Okay, Joseph R. Biden, um, he has spent 48 years in Washington. If you count this year, um, both as a senator for the state of Delaware and then as vice president under Barack Obama, who was our you know most recent president, he was a career politician who overcame family tragedy during his first year in D.C. I heard about the car wreck and um, his wife, his first wife and child dying, and then he had another son, Bo who died later on, and then Hunter. Biden, who's kind of a hot topic now with all the laptop stuff and Ukraine, and there's you can look them up, you can find it. But, um, he had a lot of hardcore drug issues that was also brought up during the first debate. Okay. And then lastly, Donald Trump, um, he spent four years in Washington as a president of the United States. Prior to that, he was a real estate tycoon and he was also a reality TV star and just a cultural figure. He did WWE, he was in rap videos, he's at red carpet events, he was just a cultural person. Okay, so I'm gonna start reading through the reasons people voted for who they did. Now, no, Um, none of these reasons that I've written down are my own personal reasons. They are close to verbatim of what people sent me. I, I got a lot of like similar answers so I would kind of just, you know, sum it up with a quick sentence just to get the same idea. But no, everything I'm about to read off about why Jorgensen, why Jorgensen, yeah. Why Jorgensen, why Biden, why Trump? All of that are, are gonna, those are all gonna be the words of people have reached out to me. This is not me um, spinning people's words. This is not me trying to push an agenda. This is not me trying to uphold my bias. I'll, I'll admit I'm a conservative. I voted for Trump twice. I'm not, I mean, I'm not gonna hide that. Um, so just know that this is, this is as close to objective as I can get is just what people told me. And again, thank you for the feedback. I got, I got so much unbelievable feedback. I ended up opening up my messages after a few minutes yesterday and had like 10 DMS in my personal Instagram alone, people want to talk and people were open. Some people were like, yeah, you can put it out. I voted for Biden. You could put it out. I voted for Trump. And that's kind of one of the reasons too. I mean, I'm not ashamed. I voted for Trump, but also we got to start understanding each other better. Why we think the way we do, why we act the way we do, why we vote the way we do. Cause we're truly never going to get unity if we're not allowed to sit here and talk about it. If we can have this free, um, exchanging of ideas. I mean, if you know me as a person and you go, Oh, he voted for Trump, but I've known him for years. Okay. Well, maybe that doesn't fit the narrative of a Trump supporter cause he's not like that. Of course I'm not perfect, but, um, I mean yeah, don't who you vote for should not ever determine how you're viewed or how people treat you. So that's one of the reasons we got to we got to talk about. It. So I, I want to thank everyone for being open about Jorgensen, Biden and Trump support. That helps. Okay. So there's why people voted for Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian candidate. Who's also the first female nominee ever. Okay. Um she was the closest model to how the government should operate. Uh, she allows people to act freely, making their own decisions. She's pro-gun and pro-choice. Less regulated views on citizens' money, meaning the government's more hands-off with your personal income. It's time to break out of the two-party system. That was a pretty common answer. Um, which also, I think George Washington said, "Don't ever, don't ever let this country get to a two-party system. It'll be the death of us." Okay, couldn't feel good about supporting Trump as a Christian. Um, Trump is divisive and Joe is incompetent. I'm tired of only having two options every election and forcing Americans to align with one of the two. Uh, we're currently in a corrupt system where both want power and claim the other side is bad. And that doesn't truly show how Americans feel, which is also true. I think a lot, a lot more people are kind of in the middle between the two parties, which my own theory, not that it's backed by anything other than just my own perception of things. But I think at some point in my lifetime we'll break out of the two party system and we may stay in two parties total, but I think the, the Democrats and the Republicans that aren't extreme will kind of break out of theirs and they'll kind of come together, which might be the Libertarian party. It might just be a whole new party and we could get to somewhere like, I believe it's Germany. Maybe it's multiple European, but I think Germany is what I'm thinking of where they have like seven different parties you can choose from during elections. Okay. Um, Can't continue to lengthen the streak of the two parties and forcing Americans to pick between a, quote, lesser evil scenario. So I may have stumbled through that one. I'll read it again. Can't continue to lengthen the streak of two parties and forcing Americans to pick between a lesser evil scenario. So that kind of sums up why people voted for Joe Jorgensen. Uh, this one's why the voter for Biden, which I wrote a blog. I believe it was last week. And and one of the um, things I said in it, which... Um, a couple of people got back to me on it, giving me feedback. And one was um, my buddy Josh, who's actually on the podcast. We view he was episode eight A and eight B. And even he said it was, it was right about um, people aren't really pro Biden. They're just anti-Trump. They're, I mean, Biden didn't have a ton of support because he was Biden. It's just, I mean, Trump's a hated guy. He's a really hated guy. Um, so if you're, I mean, it's kind of like in 16, if you hated Hillary, you may not have loved Trump, but you're not going to vote for Hillary. So you're going to vote against her. So kind of now you may not love Joseph Biden, but hey, if I hate Trump, I'm just gonna vote against him. So the last little section of why people vote for Biden was more so what Trump does or says that they dislike. And again, these are people's words. And also, m- one more disclaimer as we go forward. Um, this isn't a super accurate sample pool, I know. I got a lot of Joe Jorgensen and Biden feedback, but I didn't get majority Trump being the people that you know follow me that I know. People in the South, you know, southern region of the United States, tend to be more conservative. I got a lot of Christian friends, which doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, vote conservative. But it's probably it's safe to say, good, you know, fifty percent of them did um, vote for Trump for their, you know, religious convictions. Um. So it's this isn't you know an accurate sample pool of what the entire United States will look like. This is more so like my realm. Okay, here's why people voted for Biden. Um, let me just add one thing real quickly so it reads easier. Okay. Biden can heal the America that Trump divided. It's time for unity. Each party needs to start taking responsibility for the state we are in. Uh, he is an actual politician, he values black lives and not just white lives. He has been tested by adversity and has proved himself. He rejects extreme leftist ideas. That's stuff like um, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal, Um, stuff like some of the socialist agenda, um, stuff like some of the Marxist agenda, stuff, all the stuff that we're seeing is kind of, I wouldn't say it necessarily is hijacked the whole left because a lot of liberals don't get on board with some of these policies. So the one person telling me that was saying how there's a lot of that stuff that the new generation of Democrats they're starting to adopt. But you know he's77, 70, uh, 7, 78 years old. He hasn't, you know adopted those things. So he's still a little bit more moderate, which he is he is moderate for a Democrat if you look at the platform. Okay, so he rejects extreme leftist ideas. He cares about the climate. Um, he has no problem admitting his mistakes. So when he does something wrong, he'll own up to it and he'll publicly address it. Um, he has faced a lot of personal hardships, which has made him better um, able to empathize. Unlike Trump, people think Trump um, doesn't have empathy. And Biden, having gone through a lot of the, the personal things, he's had health problems. He's had, you know, a couple children die, his first wife die, um, all, just a lot of tragic stuff. And it really is sad because turns out, I never knew this, he had a stutter um, growing up that he overcame and I'm not trying to draw a parallel to Moses but Moses in the Bible had a speech impediment too and that was that was kind of like his, his stumbling block so of course how's Biden gonna be, be a leader um, with, with something like a speech impediment so he had a stutter um, and there's one more thing I'm thinking of but I don't think enough. if I put it on the list oh and uh, yeah just during his first year in Washington is one of his Wife and uh, child were killed in a car accident. Okay. Um, Biden is not an idiot like Trump. His vice president, which is Kamala Harris, the senator out of, I want to say, I know she's out of, she was a DA in California. I don't know if she was technically the senator there, too. I need to do more journalistic fact checking. Um, Yeah. So his um, running mate, Kamala Harris, was, yeah, she's U.S. Senator of California since 2017. Okay. Uh, she's a woman of color, which is, which is the big thing. It, it, I mean, it is strategic. Everyone knew before he picked a VP, that you know, odds are it was going to be a black woman. Um, but this is all that stuff going on after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, um, Jacob Blake, all that stuff was going on. So they thought, okay, he'll probably go for, there's also after the, you ain't black comment too. Um, so he's probably going to go for a black woman who is going to be and, you know, to help, help the vote. I mean. Not going to knock that, you know, Trump got Mike Pence, which a lot of people thought Christians aren't going to vote for Trump, but then he gets an evangelical and I was like, well, even if I don't like Trump, I'll vote for Pence. So yeah, there's a strategy behind it. Um, okay. So yeah, his vice president, Kamala Harris, a woman of color, and then this is all the anti-Trump stuff. So Trump cut number of refugees we take in every year. Uh, Trump won't come out and clearly denounce white supremacy. Someone else said he also condones it like the KKK. Uh, Trump mocks and belittles and always thinks he's right. Uh, he withheld COVID-19 info, which led to, um, hundreds of thousands of deaths. Last I heard the official death total is at 210,000 plus lives. Of course, there's a lot of, um, controversy about those numbers. Um, Trump is a loose cannon and Biden is more composed. Trump is against everything needed in social work profession. That was from somebody. said they, um, uh, one of my friends, they didn't get back to me in time because I asked them to elaborate just cause, so I can understand what they were saying. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but um, they work in social work. And I guess some of the policies that Trump has or runs on um, kind of hinders them in their profession. So that was, you know, their basis for, for voting for Biden. So it could help them in their career. So I wish I could get more specific. Hopefully during Smoke and Mirrors, I'll hear back and I can I can elaborate on it. Okay, Trump is xenophobic. Um, Trump pushes conspiracy theories. Trump is a fearmonger, or fearmongerer. Um, Trump is undermining our democracy, and Trump doesn't fight for marginalized people. Okay. All right. Um, one thing I'll say about everything so far: um, I've, I have gotten, you know, people's takes on Joe Jorgensen and Joe Biden, um, and. Most people who reach out to me, I personally know and admire very much and like very much, even love, I mean, people that'll be at my wedding. So um, it's kind of nice hearing why people think the way they do. It really is nice. It really is needed. As much as I want to come on here and do a monologue of why I'm conservative and all the stuff conservatives have done wrong and right, that's not what this podcast is about. So I did learn a lot. Um, And when there's people I know of high character and people who do have, you know, not necessarily pure hearts, none of us do, but you know that they're now they're righteous or they're Christians or they are people that are, are working to help. They're actually being active and they're not sitting here complaining about problems or actively doing things about it. And they give their bases for, you know, voting for Trump or Jorgensen or Biden. It, it, you know, it's nice. It makes sense. It's not what the media is telling you what they're doing or why. I mean, these are their own personal reasons. Okay. Now we're on to Trump. Trump has a longer list, which again, like I said, I get a, I get a larger population that'll respond to, to Trump. Okay. Read these off. Okay. Trump, he's America first. He brought jobs back to the U S he protects free speech and the, uh, exchanging of ideas. He did as good of a job handling COVID-19 as a leader could. He is not owned by anyone, whether it be a party or a country or a corporation He promotes individual responsibility. Um, he's for private health care and limits government handouts. He limits the amount of immigrants we take in annually. Uh, he wants secure borders. He's not a politician. He speaks his mind. He has better policies that protect investors, whether that's real estate, stock, um, retirement, just stuff going on where you're putting in your money to make more money, um, lower taxes. He's anti-abortion. He wants to defund Planned Parenthood. He has strengthened our military. He's also the first president, since I believe Nixon in the early seventies, that has not gotten us involved with the war in his first four years. So that's pretty, that is pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, he believe or um, yeah, he has strengthened our military. Uh, he is for all Americans, at least that's the belief. He protects religious freedoms, can bring our country back to God under his leadership will fight for capitalism and not socialism. He's pro traditional marriage. He upholds American values. He's exposed media bias. He is uh, for less government authority than Biden would enforce. He wants to help America, but people won't get out of his way. Um, and then someone's telling me they dislike him as a person, but they love his policies, like his fiscal policy, his national security policy, his diplomatic policy. Those are all more important than his personal characteristics. Uh, He gave us a booming economy. In fact, people on both sides of the aisle would agree that right before COVID, our economy is at one of the strongest places it's been in decades. So that's pretty remarkable. Uh, He has brokered incredible peace agreements, like what you've seen in the Middle East, a lot of stuff with Israel. Um, He's only done a handful of airstrikes, but they've taken out warlords. Uh, He's not a pretender. What you see is what you get. (laughs) Kind of last one everyone can agree on. He needs to stay off social media, though. Okay. I'm about out of time. Okay, so where do we go from here? I I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. It really is tough. I think personally, back to God. If you see the video here, I have my I have my Bible because I want to read a quote out of it to uh to close, and it's it's the Liberty Edition. So it's it's like a navy leather, but it has the American flag printed on the front. I got that right after I graduated high school. Um. See, so yeah, I mean, I believe it to go back to God. I can only speak from a Christian perspective. But, you know, one thing is there's nothing in the Bible that tells you which way to vote. It doesn't tell you what party. Your party doesn't determine how you treat others, doesn't determine how you view yourself. Um, I'd love to have people of other religions on. Hopefully I will after COVID kind of lightens up. But, you know, Christianity is one of the only religions, if not the only religion, that tells you at the core you're not a good person. And that that helps, you know, make sense of, of the world around us. Okay, we're all inherently bad no wonder nonsense is going on if you don't have something keeping you in check if you don't have your own personal checks and balances system which is the holy spirit which is accountability which is the word of god which is you know the the act of humbling yourself before god you're going to be out of control so yeah your party doesn't determine how you work a job love your wife love your husband raise your kids manage your money That's, that's all on us as individuals um and again i love the constitution but the Bible will outlast the constitution. It's been around longer, it'll be around longer. There's a reason the constitution derives from the Bible and not the other way around. Um, again, like I said, Democrats are calling for unity. I agree, we need unity, let's start doing it. Even if the uh, reversal happens to Supreme Court, where again, it's not official, but the media is called the election for Biden. But if Trump were to uh, win back the presidency in court, to the point where the media has to call out for Trump. You know, people are anticipating rioting. People are going to be mad. Um, I think either way, either way, it's not the end of the world. Either way, we still need to step up and do our part. Either way, um, the president works for us They're They serve us. It's not the other way around. We're not supposed to be subservient to whoever's in office and let them do whatever they want. They're supposed to work for us. We need to hold them accountable. We do. That's our job. We also need unity. We need to talk more. We need to come together. So no matter the outcome, no matter if Biden um, truly will be the winner or if Trump will remain in the office for four more years, um, we need unity again. I just want to thank everybody for uh, getting back to me and sharing their beliefs on things and and being so open. I mean, I think what a blessing it is. We have the liberties to do that publicly that that people can, can share with me and um, talk about things and, and that we can have these open discussions that truly is a blessing. And I'll say it. Most countries don't get to do that. And so we we got to fight to keep that, which kind of goes off my quote when I think about it. This is from Daniel Webster. He's a politician, orator, and lawyer. Lived from 1782 to 1852. He said, God grants liberty only to those who love it and are always ready to guard and defend it. So that's a call to action. Again, Daniel Webster, God grants liberty only to those who love it and are always ready to guard and defend it. Thank you guys for listening. See you on the other side.